Is this fucking play about us? Welcome to Killer Kush Podcast. A podcast where we smoke. Wait, is this fucking play about us? And talk about killers, caspers, and cryptids. My, <laughs> my name's Lick Namak. My pronouns are he, him. My name's Lady Cuckdenberg. My pronouns are they, she. Hello. Well, welcome to episode 32. Indeed. A- Adrian Reynolds' murder case. Is episode. it solved? Yeah, it's solved. It's solved. Oh. So it's like a, it's a true crime story, but it's not a cold case. So there's this um, beginning, middle, and end, Ooh. if you will. I'm yes. looking forward to hearing them. Have you heard about it at all? It happened in 2005? I know that I have, and as you tell the story, it's going to all come back to me. But I can't, off the top of my head, be like, oh, this is the Adrian Reynolds case. Yeah, yeah. That's, it is pretty good. I didn't recognize this story before I started researching it, but I did hear about it on, um, like, while researching, I listened to the Mormon podcast, mm-hmm. and, like, as we've researched more, I've really gotten into that podcast. Like, they really? do great stories. Yeah, yeah, they do good research. Yeah, they do great research. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But that's the story, episode 32, and Nick, what is your vibe? My vibe is... I just cracked open a cold sour monkey beer Mm-mm. and cracked open a cold one for Katie as well. And we're going to drink a cute little beer, smoke some more weed and do this podcast. I couldn't be happier in the whole wide world. I love what I'm doing with my friend. Oh, that's so cute. What's your vibe? Smile. My vibe is loved and accepted. And it's a double header. <laughs> and I did quite a bit of research um on this little case i'm a little excited yeah we like unravel it my document had five pages of notes last time katie's has 12 this time so (laughs) y'all are in for the long haul it's gonna be a good episode yeah i hope you're ready um so i think maybe because it's a longer guy we can just yeah hop right right into it yeah beautiful we'll be right back you guys wait is this fucking play about us Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Remember in choir when they would be like, really percuss all of your consonants? Yeah. And you'd be like, N, 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 the end. No, you're not supposed to duh. You're supposed to eh, because duh drops the pitch. <laughs> duh. Yeah, because uh drops the pitch. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Duh. No. Quite, I, honestly... <laughs> choir. Oh, choir choir anyway the things oh. you learn the things you learn there was a really long period of time where i like overpronounced my t's you still choir. do champ <laughs> <laughs> you still do fuck <laughs> that one hasn't left yet back again um well i thought that i had uh, rid myself of it but instead <laughs> but instead but instead uh are you do you know anything about um adrian we already talked about this and you don't i (laughs) do but do not oh yeah yep okay well i'll tell you who does they just tucked their hair behind their ear and looked for longingly at the screen (laughs) oh god i'm screaming inside okay we're so excited to tell this story i'm so excited we're so excited okay so, thank you to Morbid Podcast, Morbidology, 
and Wikipedia and like Deathopedia. I think I mentioned it later. Deathopedia. It was like either Murderopedia or Deathopedia. I think Murderopedia something. It's probably Murderopedia then, but Deathopedia. Damn. Sounds like a bad name, a badass name, not a bad name. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a bad name. Drag me. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) my first bullet point is. Adrian Reynolds was a 16-year-old girl in the year 2005. Sorry, that phrasing just cracked me up. So she <laughs> moved um, from Kilgore, Texas, to East Moline, Illinois. This is a local story. Oh, shit. My mom knew her. No. No, you're joking. Wait, hold on. Let's call Kelly really fast. And do you know Adrian We're going to put Kelly on the podcast. Hi, Mom. You're on the podcast. Say hi to the podcasters. Hi, podcasters. Guess who we're covering this week? Who are we covering this week? Adrian. Adrian Reynolds. Yeah. So, uh, how how did you know her? I I didn't personally know her. Okay, but I just, I just knew her from seeing the the news media, and I actually um, I didn't know Adrian. However, I did know Sarah. No, I didn't know her well, but I knew her when she was a kid. No. I don't know yeah. who Sarah is yet, but... Sarah's the murderer, dude. That would be the girl that committed the crime. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we huh? were just talking, and I was like, oh my god, we have to call Kelly. Yeah. Sarah, I did know, because Sarah used to come into the uh, grocery store that I worked at, and oh. her and her parents used to come in there. Wild. Were you guys the same age? No. No. Sarah's probably closer to... She, I think she's actually in between Austin and Nick. So she's like 23? She might be. She might be. Yeah. She might be closer to your brother's age. Yeah. So like twenty-seven. Oh yeah, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, somewhere around in there. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, thank you, mom, for coming on the podcast. Say bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Wait, is this fucking play about us? Anyway, that is crazy, she dude. just recently, I was talking to her about the podcast because she started listening, and she was like, "You should cover Adrian Reynolds one day." And I just never could remember what the name was. Yeah. But so wild. So anyway, you do East know. Moline is my hometown. Really? Yeah, it's the Quad Cities. <laughs> yeah, this is the same place that uh, James Clint, the first story we ever did on the podcast, is from. Wild. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. And, and this is all an accident, too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's wild. No wonder I thought Very I knew this cool. story. Bro, that makes sense. We should have brought your mom, like, here. Onto the pod. Count the story for us. Yeah, she'd probably be able to give you everything in like, because she experienced it. Yeah. Being from the QC during the time, you know. And there is like sort of that weird thing where like every, you know how they say that every um one in ten people is a murderer or whatever. Yeah. Which I feel is like a fake fact. It's like how they're like, one out of every four people's gay. It like that's it's a fake fact. Here's us looking in the room like are gay. gay. (laughs) But. It is wild to have interacted with someone. Like, you just are so much more interested in the case as it's coming out if you know the person who did the crime, I imagine. Scary. Yeah. Ah! Oh, so... Anyway. Adrienne Reynolds was 16. She moved to Nick's hometown, East Moline, Illinois, uh, where she began living with her adoptive father and stepmother. <laughs> she had been having huge issues living with her mother in Texas and was getting into a lot of trouble. 
Before she turned 12 years old, she had two assault charges and had been to rehab once. Unlike, we don't know what she went to rehab for, but she did indeed go to rehab. Probably drugs and alcohol. Yeah, probably like pot, right? Pot and alcohol? Do yeah. You, do you like when I call it pot? Pot. <laughs> probably pot. Probably pot and alcohol. Yeah. <clears throat> so. <laughs> and alcohol. <laughs> alcohol. Yo. Wait, did we already plug Sour Monkey? We did, right? I think we did talk about our sour monkeys, but if you haven't yeah. had a sour monkey, please drink a sour monkey. Yeah, they it's by 9. Victory 5. Brewery. It's a nine point five percent alcohol. It's like a little beer. They taste delicious. Fantastic. Yeah. Ten out of ten cool. would recommend. Please sponsor us. We really could continue triangulating our location and be like, "There's this bar right next to us." So <laughs> we first started drinking them. It's called Bleep Bleep. <laughs> um. Anyways. So, she started attending Black Hawk College Outreach Center. Do you know about that? Uh Uh-huh. Is it like... Black Hawk is a community uh, college or also bias. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Because we have, like, the Black Hawk uh, County Preserve. It's like a forest preserve. That's so... Dude. Yo, now I kind of want a tour. Like, yeah, you've never come home with me. Let's do a car podcast. Nico and yeah. I just recently drove through it because somebody that sold us some pitcher plants lived right <laughs> lived next to it. All the way there. Yeah, lived right next to it. Wild. Yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um. Wow. Okay. So she started attending this college outreach center in November 2004 to earn her GED, and she dreamt of joining the Marines after. So apparently, Ew. Black Hawk literally. Um, Black Hawk Outreach was a school that was for kids who were searching to finish up their school and get their GED or troubled kids who had previously been kicked out of school or failed out of their previous school because they, um, like, could just get their GED instead yeah. of, like, having to do. Yeah. So, um... A lot of, like, single mothers do this program. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Like, if you're a teen parent, a oh. lot of teen parents end up doing this program. That makes sense. There's one on the Iowa side, too. That's kind of good, actually. I do like the idea that there is a program where you can still get the education, but it's less demanding and Mm -hmm. more catered. To, yeah, yeah. people that are experiencing a whole bunch of trials and tribulations. Yeah, or like mental health struggles and things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go off. Um, So, after enrolling at Black Hawk College Outreach Center, she met Sarah Kolb. Yeah, I think it's Sarah Kolb. And Corey Gregory. Um, Sarah was 16 years old at the time and reportedly a popular girl. But Morbid Podcast, like, in a lot of the research I read, it just ended at, like, saying she's a popular girl. But Morbid was like, what they meant by popular girl isn't, like, Maddie and Cassie from Euphoria. That's my own personal example. Um, but, like, the like a popular person at a school for delinquents. So power and authority and sort of like mm. maybe that like does cute, change like, the yeah. perspective of it just like an alpha female like she yeah. was described as mouthy inconsiderate and she got mad easily so like she wasn't like hey bitch yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, she was more like authoritative yeah like smoked cigarettes yeah. yeah and put them out on her tongue yeah and like on like little twinks who stood next to her she was, like, <laughs> yeah <in> yeah <laughs> And um, they'd go, yes, Mr. Sarah. Yes, and then they'd lick her, like, face. Yeah. And stuff. And, Oof. Yeah, like... Auga. <laughs> <laughs> Auga. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> anyways, 
So, Adrian lived with, uh, sorry, Sarah lived with her mother and stepfather in a nearby town of Milan, Illinois. <laughs> Milan. Milan, have you been there? <laughs> no, my grandparents lived there. Wild! Yeah. This is so weird. Um, Corey was her best friend and her former boyfriend, so it was Sarah and Corey are like BFFs. Besties. Yes, and he had originally attended Moline High School, but then he met Sarah at a mall and she convinced him to switch schools. Uh, I'm pretty sure Moline High School, there, if I'm not mistaken, because I'm not from the Illinois side, I'm from the Iowa side, but I'm pretty sure their mascot is the Rocks. You're joking. They're called Rocky. That's kind of cute. Yeah, but there's a huge boulder in their, like, front lawn of the school. So, like, how do they dress up? as a rock i don't know i didn't go to that school but i'm pretty sure their mascot (laughs) is a rock (laughs) rip he said it won't take much our mascot sucks bro oh (laughs) i love that um so yeah so he lived with his mother at the time of this murder and both were self-declared juggalos and i had to google what a juggalo was Mm -hmm. but it's like people who are in the fandom of the like the insane clown posse Mm -hmm. fandom yeah. Yo, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what? Do you know what Insane Clown Posse is? No. Oh, it's like this metal band. Oh. Uh, I was like, they say they really like clowns. They're like really sadistic, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So juggalos yeah. are people that are, it's a thing in like punk culture. To be a juggalo? Yeah. That's so. Not to be mistaken with a gigolo. What's that? A gigolo is a male prostitute, correct? <laughs> right? Okay. I think. So, insane Fosse followers and people we respect. Um, so, Sarah was drawn to Adrian as soon as she saw her, um, which was in November 2004, and she immediately reported that she was hot. She, like, told all the people around her. She's like, she's, she's so hot. hot. She's so hot. And you have to, like, smoke a cigarette for me? Like, can you pretend that? No. Okay. Now deliver one. She's so hot. That's perfect. Yeah. That's exactly how it was. That's actually how I think all people... She's so hot. She's so hot. Everybody who smokes sounds like that. Gollum. Me looking at you like, no. she's so hot. That is not how I sound and you know it. That's not how I sound and you know it. <laughs> that sounds like SpongeBob's that sounds grandma. Like SpongeBob's grandma. <laughs> anyway. Stop smoking nicotine. Okay. I don't have a posh. Did you notice? Thank fucking God, finally. Yeah, because yeah, mine ran out. So, <laughs> good, good. I got nicotine mints. Why? So that I could like not smoke, but still like have nicotine until like. Are you gonna wear it down? Yeah. If I'm craving nicotine, I can like have mint. You know. Okay. Right. Okay. Or a spliff. <laughs> no, no. Not that. Porcino los dos. Because. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't wanna. Like, I don't want to have bad lungs. That's not what I want. The worst and you're smoking poshes, honey. made was getting a posh. Yep. There yeah. we are. Yeah. At least you can acknowledge it, though. Can't go Can I please give you a haircut? Sorry. Why? Because you kind of look like <laughs> Lord Farquaad. <Farquaad. laughs> no! I'm sorry, but what are these side things? What side? They just need to be trimmed. Do it. They need to be, like, trimmed up, though. Do you want to like do a, like a live stream type? <laughs> uh, we can take a picture before and after. Yeah. Are you okay with me cutting your hair? Yeah, I don't care. Like I want to take like an inch off. Oh, like like all of 
to your glasses, just down the side. Oh yeah, that's fine. Just for, like this for, for blonde piece. Yeah. It'd be a little more moldy. Do you think my headshots look different? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. If I look at your headshots again, I could tell you. Yeah, perfect. But I think but it would yeah. look way better. Then this little Lord Farquaad number. It's just the side. It's this chunk of hair. Maybe I just like really enjoy Lord Farquaad. And I mean, maybe you do. You know the song short king? from Shrek is Love that's like, Lord Farquaad. Yeah, that's a good ass song. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. get it. That is a good, good. ass. That, if you haven't looked that yeah. up, look up Shrek is Love, Lord Farquaad. That kind of sounds like Space Out Makeup. Honestly. Lord Farquaad. Lord Farquaad. Yeah. Yeah, similar yeah. vibe, vibe. Similar vibe, vibe. Similar vibe, vibe. Vibe, vibe. Vibe, vibe. So, here's Sarah, here's Corey, um, you know, all this is happening. So, they were both the gigolos, who were famous. Juggalos. <laughs> Not gigolos. <laughs> they were both juggalos, and Sarah was drawn to Adrienne as soon as she saw her, blah, blah, blah. Thinks she's hot. So, they immediately clicked, and they started talking on the phone all the time, hanging out constantly, and Adrian's parents weren't necessarily pleased with the friendship because they were skeptical of Sarah's super goth, hardcore appearance. Yeah. And um, I think they called her like a juggaloette. <laughs> <laughs> juggaloette. Yeah, in one of the articles that I read, I was like, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> I hate when they have to... It's like, everybody can be a dude. Why yeah. do we have to create the word dudette? Dudette? Isn't that like small whale penis or something? Isn't that like... Mm- is, or is that like a I game? don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like in seventh grade there was a fake fact spreading on Facebook that might be real. That was like dudette means whale penis. I'm googling oh, it right dork. now. Oh dork. dork. Cool. I, I was I, my school also dork. had that rumor. Mm. That's funny. We love that. I feel like unless it's two separate rumors. I feel like you could have really you would have been a shoe in at STEM school. And I feel like we would have been besties in middle school, dude. Like, we would have been friends in middle school. You did not know me in high school. <laughs> no, high school's different. Oh, true, true. I'm talking okay. about, like, 6th and 7th grade. So apparently, yeah. duet, dudette is slang for a humorous slang for a woman, but also is slang for cowgirl. Wait, is this fucking play about us? Ew. But hot? If that makes sense. But hot? Yeah, the, it's I, like surfer the, teen the slang, cowgirl? ending in fem. Do that. Yeah, but it means cowgirl. Like, uh, have you seen a cowgirl? Yeah, all cowgirls are hot. Pretty hot. Shout out to you, Tori Benson. If you listen to this podcast, you're hot. All cowgirls are hot. All cowgirls are hot. We should add instruments to this podcast. Like, we could just like start. <laughs> I did music one week, and it was so much work. <laughs> It was so much work. <laughs> I meant like live, like oh, um, have a musician. Foley, we could just get like, <gasps> like a, a foley artist yeah, do our podcast for sure. And we could even get like old tap shoes out and like do it ourselves. Like whoever's not telling the story makes the foley. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, maybe uh, one crunching episode. like bone breaking some celery, crunching yeah. some celery. We could like send the episode a week in advance so that we could practice. We could do a run through. Maybe. That'd be so much work. It would be. <laughs> Me just thinking about this workload, like, meh. I don't know about We're stoners. <laughs> we have two patrons. We have two patrons, yeah. Join our Patreon. Join it. Yeah, but 
maybe one episode. Maybe that could be like another holiday episode or something, like a birthday episode or something. Mm, maybe. TBD. <laughs> Strong TBD. TBD. <laughs> okay. So they immediately clicked, blah, blah, blah. Adrian's parents were like, I don't know, she's kind of like super goth. And Adrian was known for being super flirty with everyone, with boys and with Sarah. Yeah. Sarah was openly bisexual and Adrian was bi-curious and openly interested in Sarah. Auga. Yeah. But she wasn't like bi. She was bi-curious. She was like, I don't know, but like I do want to fuck Sarah. Ugh. Is what all of her friends said in this little documentary about her. I hate people like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the worst. I'm like, you're bisexual. Be honest with yourself. Date me. Um, so, but actually, I don't think that I'd want Adrian to date me. I don't think I'd want to date either of the people. I wouldn't want to know anyone of them. The delinquent children. You wouldn't want to date either of them. They're no, children. I don't think I'd want to Katie, date Katie, you just children. almost said you wanted to date a 16 year old. You did. I would never date a 16 year old, bro. That sounded like a lie, but I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> it did sound like a lie. I'm serious, dude. Like, I can't even joke about that. <laughs> it's kind of, it's disgusting. If you are like 22 and you're dating a 16 year old, like seriously reevaluate. Like reevaluate. 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 Anyways, so they talked about possibly dating Adrian and Sarah, and uh, they both had feelings for each other. Uh, and Adrian started dressing like Sarah and acting like Sarah, etc. And Sarah introduced her to all of her friends, including Corey Gregory. Corey Gregory and Sarah were inseparable. Corey said that he fell in love with her the moment he met her in the mall. In the mall. In the mall. I wonder if it was South Park Mall. Remember how North Park happened with James Clint? Yeah. They went to North Park Mall and had sex in the... I wonder if they met in South Park Mall. Because that's the only mall over that area. That would be... That's... Maybe the malls are cursed. Maybe. I worked in one of those malls. Which one? North Park. Which, that was the James Clinton one? Yeah. Oh, so. I work there. I don't want to be cursed. No. Hmm. Nothing crazy happened at that store. Okay, so at South Mall, at the South Pole. South Park. And (laughs) at South Park, uh, Corey fell in love with Sarah the moment he laid eyes on her. And they dated for a brief time, but were just friends at the time that they met Adrian. Obviously. Yeah. Because they're, like, trying to fuck and everything. Yeah. So Sarah just wanted to be best friends with Corey, but was very controlling with him and didn't let him hang out with other girls or really have, like, other friends. Ugh, so gaslighting-ass like, bitch. I don't want you, but no one else can have you. Yeah, gatekeep the fuck out of him. Yeah, and that's what she did. And to this day, Corey is super into Sarah. Like, in jail, after all of his crime, he helped her with this, like, terrible crime that we're going to learn about. Yeah, Sarah's hot. But he's still into her. Yeah, he still thinks, yeah. Um, ugh, weird. So when Adrian transferred, all three of them became inseparable, and Sarah was developing serious feelings for Adrian, and rumors started spreading about them dating. It was like, will they, won't they date? Like, are they going to date? Yeah. Dating, date, date, date. Date, date, date. Date, date, date. However, Adrian was into Sarah, but was also getting a lot of attention from other boys in school. So she's just hot, bro. Yeah, she's, she's really pretty. Like, if you look up pictures of her, she is really pretty. Hmm. It's, yeah. Um, and because she was getting so much attention, Sarah started feeling like um, Adrian didn't need her anymore. And she was becoming jealous of Adrian and also worried that Adrian wouldn't want to date her anymore. So it was just like a double whammy. 
Oh, she was big sad. Yeah, and it, she was also like frustrated and jealous. It was like sad, mad. Been like, there before. Off. Yep. Mm-hmm. And witnesses said around this time, Sarah decided to test Adrian and see if she was loyal, which is kind of like, like, why are you testing her to see that? That's fucked up. I, that is major also, like, fucked up. Goes to the school for students who are like already at risk yeah and like she's at risk you know yeah. like don't test her like what is that what's even the point entail? like what are you talking about That's and like... if you love someone you shouldn't have to test them yeah like rip <laughs> don't, don't big do rip this. um so Corey and sarah invited adrian to a party and adrian and sarah arrived together but then adrian started talking and flirting with this other guy and later slept with him at the party my god at the party yeah they're all like reforming teens like think about like when you were 16 you didn't i hope that whoever hosted that party that they fucked on the parents bed i yeah have you ever fucked on your parent on your partner's parents bed no have you ever fucked on your parents bed no have you uh the very first person i had sex with no not my parents on their parents bed okay good 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 yeah but yeah we definitely had sex on their parents bed yeah yeah nice rat row raggy my parents room is always really messy so i just was like no not in that no 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 it's weird (laughs) yeah i don't know why we went into their parents bed but we did probably a nicer bed oh (laughs) you just kissed the mic i did kiss the mic you little horny fuck um, I was thinking about like kissing in my parents' bed. Like, it's so <laughs> That's the thing. I could just never do that with my own parents. No, like it feels so weird. Like, yeah, like, I'm like I was like probably made in this bed. Ew. Maybe they did have a fetish. Who knows? Yeah, you should ask other people they fucked. Like you should Instagram. Did you ever them. fuck on their bed? On their parents' bed? And they're gonna be like, yeah, was that kind of weird? And you'd be like, yeah, it was so fucking. Thank weird. you. Finally, somebody else. Yeah. Actually, I was okay with it. Oh. Yeah. It was just a pretty nice bed. It was a nice bed. Yeah. Wait, is this fucking play about us? So Sarah was like pissed that <laughs> Adrian had slept with this other guy because they had gone to <laughs> together. I feel like I have to sneeze again. Just look at the light. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> anyway. <laughs> okay, so Sarah was very pissed and pulled a knife on Adrian and screamed at her in front of everyone at like in front of everyone at the party saying that she didn't deserve to live. Whoa. Yeah, Harsh. Because she Harsh. slept with this guy. And Adrian ran out of the house crying and Corey ran after her to console her. And after this, Corey and Adrian hung out a few times alone and she started seeing him as more than just Sarah's friend. She was like, okay, like actually he's my he's friend my too. Friend and he's cool. And Corey even mentioned that the two of them had chemistry in an interview. Aluga. Yeah. So Adrian and Corey started passing flirty notes after the party, and one of them said it was from Adrian to Corey. And it said, I love Corey Gregory because he is respectful, cute, nice, honest, and the sweetest guy I've ever met, and I think I'm beginning to trust him. Aww. Yeah, That's but so sweet. He's, like, about to fucking murder her. Like, oh. he's, oh. he's going to be a part of, like, this heinous crime. And oh. Just, yeah. So, one time, Adrian and Corey went to the movies alone together uh, without telling Sarah, and then Sarah found out and was pissed, bro. Like, Sarah she has an pissed. anger issue. Yeah, I mean, probably, like, she's going to, like, 
like a different school, you know. Yeah, she is also going to at-risk school. Teens. Yeah, like, definitely. She is pissed yeah. all the time. Which isn't an excuse, because she's also about to, like, do this heinous-ass crime. Yeah. Um, but Sarah found out and got pissed, and she started calling her names and spreading rumors and telling people not to talk to Adrian. So Adrian decided she was going to try and win Sarah's friendship back. So she started calling her multiple times a day, wrote her notes, etc. Corey said that, like, he called her every single day um, and was really just vying to get her friendship back so she wouldn't be in complete misery. Um, because, like, I don't know, she was best friends with the most popular person for the first two months of going to school, and then, like, she lost all that. And she's still All that new. power. Yeah, like, with the friendship, she lost the power. Mm-hmm. Um... So then, on the afternoon of January 21st, 2005, Sarah invited Adrian to get lunch with her at Taco Bell. Which was kind of weird, considering that Adrian had been, like, trying to get back her friendship for a while. And then, magically, one day, she just, like, reciprocates it. Let's go to T-Bell for that $5 box, bitch. I want Taco Bell so fucking bad, bro. Like, in this moment. Like, I could bang Taco Bell. Mm. Taco Bell, sponsor us. Sponsor like, us. Ooh, I eat your $5 boxes so often. Give me one $5 box for free. One. Just in a Baja Blast, please. In a Baja. They come with the $5 box. They do? Mm-hmm. Wow. Taco yeah. Bell. Live. Be- Moss. Better. Moss. <laughs> more. Live more. Um, So, then they went to Taco Bell. Oh, this is really sad. Like, she's about to be murdered at this Taco Bell, bro. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> um, so, wow. She... So, Sarah told a few people she was going to patch things up with Adrian, and um, she said this when she invited Adrian to lunch. So, she told other people and Adrian mm. that she's trying to patch up the friendship. So, it ended up being Adrian, Corey, Sarah, and this dude, Sean, who is, like, absolutely irrelevant. He isn't really in it. There was one in Murderpedia. It said that Sean was Sarah's boyfriend, but it, like... I don't know because it doesn't match the rest of the story and it's from a website called Murderpedia. Yeah. You know, and it didn't, like, that wasn't mentioned anywhere else. So I was like, that's... Take it or leave it. Yeah, take it or leave it might have been um, Sarah's boyfriend. Okay. So Sarah was driving and Adrian was in the passenger seat and the boys were in the back and they pulled into Taco Bell. I think the boys were in the back jacking each other off. Yeah, they were, like, talking really Uh. much. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry wait is this fucking play about us uh, so they pulled into the taco bell and immediately started screaming at each other and the details are fuzzy as Corey and sarah have both been tight-lipped um but Corey said it's between sarah adrian and myself and so sean is just the there details. like whoa bro yeah what the um, fuck well sean actually so the fight in the car was about Corey and Adrian hanging out and sharing a kiss without telling Sarah, like, the night of the movie. And Sarah was screaming and grabbed Adrian's hair, and then Sean told her to stop. And Sarah said if he didn't like it, he could get out of the car, so he did. Fuck yeah, go him. But also, yeah, but why also, did he just like, leave her? Yeah, because then, like, that poor girl. You Do you know? think he probably lives with that to this day? Yeah, because he could have stopped that murder. Yeah. I would feel so guilty. He probably but should. also, he could have been an accessory at the same time. So it is, like, a matter of do you want to get yourself out of the situation? What if you're putting yourself in danger, too? Very true. Yeah. And he just got out and said, I'm, I'm going to Taco Bell. He said, like, fine, fuck you, bro. I'm going to get my $5 box. <laughs> Give I'm me that chalupa. I'm going to get my $5 box. So 
So he got out of the car, and uh, Sarah apparently yelled and hit Adrian, and then forcibly turned her head to look at Corey and told her to stay away from him. And Corey did absolutely nothing about it. And then eventually, Adrienne landed a punch on Sarah's nose, and Corey finally stepped in, even though he'd been watching, like, Sarah beat Adrienne um, up. My God. But he finally stepped in when Adrienne landed a punch, because um, he loves Sarah. So he held Adrienne down. This is trigger warning. This is the details of the murder, if you are freaked out by murder. Why are you, you listening know? to our podcast? Yeah, you know, well, we're, we're, get, we're here. It's a little graphic. So, <laughs> um, Corey held Adrian down while Sarah strangled her with a belt and beat her with a wooden handle. Um, and they don't say, like, where the wooden handle is from or for what. And I do not know where she got a wooden handle, but she beat her with a wooden handle. That was just like, where? What? I'm confused about that. So, uh, Corey, in an interview with Dateline, said that Adrienne goes out and Sarah gets off her. We sit there and smoke a cigarette for a while. We thought she had just passed out. We were waiting for her to wake up, and then finally we looked back and her face was blue. We started freaking out after that. We didn't know what to do. Damn, so she really died in this Taco Bell parking lot. Yeah, because she strangled her to death. Isn't that crazy? Oof. And Corey held her down while Sarah strangled her to death. Damn. Do you think that he knew she was going to die? Or do you really think that he was, like, so naive that he thought that she was just going to pass out and wake up? I honestly think that he was probably being naive. But at the same time, like, you are holding someone down. And it takes a lot of time strangling someone to kill them. Yeah. strangulation so it, I, a part of him had to be worried like he should have stopped it you know yeah so ugh, wild teenagers and i'm sure there's like psychology surrounding like why teenage brains don't make decisions as well but mm-hmm. it's still like uh the decision to murder shouldn't be made ever no so according to Corey, sarah started to cry and then they began brainstorming what to do so they drove out to sarah's grandparents farm and tried to bury Adrian, but the ground was frozen. So they covered her in gasoline and set her on fire, hoping she would turn to ash, but that does not work. Yeah, that's the dumbest. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. That does not work. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing to try. Well, and if you're, okay, like, I get the idea behind it, but I guess, did they, have, they didn't have smartphones in 2004, huh? No. I guess it would also be suspicious to Google, like, how to kill dead body. How to hide dead body. Well, okay, so my thing was, like, this might be... I don't mean to be disrespectful, but whenever I hear about, like, people not knowing what to do about disposing a body, I'm like, why don't you just feed it to a pig? Especially if you have a farm. Yeah. Like, feed farm? it to the fucking pigs. And it doesn't say whether or not her pig... Or her farm had a pig. <laughs> her pig had a farm. But just feed it to the pigs. Yeah, just find a pig and feed it to him. Like, if you're getting rid of a body, like, you seriously... Cut it up. Like, bring it to a pig. Feed it. Huh. So, when burning the body didn't work, they recruited a friend, Nathaniel Gaudette, who was also 16. And apparently they knew him because he killed and skid animals for fun. And he, um... And he just did that for fun and, like, bragged about it. Like killing and that's serial killer type shit jeffrey dahmer yeah bro that's serial killer type shit um so they reached out to him and they asked him to cut up the body and smart he said, though yes. he said yeah oh my god yeah 
Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Wow. Great guy. So the next day, they picked up Nate, who brought with him a saw. And Corey said him and Sarah talked about movies, music, and other things to distract themselves from the body being dismembered in front of them. Which is disgusting. They just had normal conversation. Yeah, they just like were like, oh, I love the clown Lincoln Park. Society. Yeah, Lincoln Park. <laughs> Have you heard Panic's new song? Like, can you... That's, that's horrifying. disgusting, dude. Like, How does so- anybody sit there and watch somebody be cut up like that and not be completely traumatized to the point that they're just having normal conversation yeah i mean and it's a burnt body too i didn't even think about that yeah so it's already like crispy and also what sort of fucking person like gets a call from his friend and they're like hey can you dismember this body for me and he's like oh they do it like how's like two looking for you (laughs) you know like pick me up at three yeah like that's so fucking it's well nasty disturbing so nathan removed the head and the arms because that's how you can identify a body um it was through the head and the arms and placed them in a garbage bag which Corey held open for him and then they went to mcdonald's and Corey said that he ate a double cheeseburger which is nauseating he was hungry dude they dismembered a body and then they put it in a trash bag was it in the car? The, yes. Oh. That's so scary. The anxiety that you would have. Yeah. I mean, the teen brain. I really... like this, How naive. Yeah. It's like the um, impulse and like the... What is the, the thing that like shows you how risky a decision is? Yeah, is I know what you're talking about. It's developed in teens. So yeah. like I'm sure that the anxiety that we would feel isn't... The anxiety that they feel. Yeah, especially if you already are having, like, chemistry or chemical imbalances. Chemistry imbalances. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) Agreed. LOL. But, yeah, so he ate a double cheeseburger. And uh, when asked who he went to, or when asked how he went to McDonald's, he said we were high. (laughs) (laughs) People were like, how did you eat McDonald's? That's so disgusting. And he said we were high. We were high. We just wanted food. We were high. Yeah. Well, that also makes sense because of, like, the history of drug use in that friend group. Dude. Yeah. This... Doesn't it feel kind of, like, dark to you? You know? It's scary. Yeah. This terrifies me. Please don't kill me. It's a horror movie type Please don't kill me. (laughs) Never. Never. Wait, is this fucking play about us? Never. If you do it, can you just do it while I'm sleeping? I would actually never kill someone. Okay, good. Probably. Unless you double-cross me. Then you're dead, bitch. (laughs) Um, so... Uh... (laughs) They drove to a Blackhawks historic site and hid her head and hands because that's how they would identify her. And then... Actually, okay, so I did get conflicting information because there is an article later that said that they hid her body at, um sarah's grandfather's farm so i just want to throw both of those out there that i got both of those okay so maybe a blackhawks historic site or maybe her grandfather's farm maybe both yeah maybe they spread her body so meanwhile uh adrian's parents were concerned about adrian who hadn't um come home and who had missed work and they said that she never missed work that she loved it and even though she was like a bad student she would never miss work it was just like, good work ethic. out of character. Yeah. 
Uh, and her parents also said that it couldn't be a runaway because she hadn't picked up her paycheck yet. Mm. And it was she like would have Friday, gotten that so before she, she yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So they filed a missing persons report and the police got to asking around. People told them that Adrian had gone to lunch with Sarah and Corey and Sean and the police got a hold of Sarah and this is how their conversation went. So, ooh, 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 I'm excited. So you had contact with her today? Yes, I did. When was that? In between 12.30 and 1. Were you giving her a ride somewhere? So Sarah then told the police that they had uh, given her a ride to the McDonald's after Taco Bell, which was right across the street from where she lived, because her parents didn't want her to be in the car with a boy. Uh, and that was the last time that she had seen her. She probably ran away. If you do hear from her, please let me know. Uh. Yeah. So she said, I'm so concerned. I'm, like, I'm concerned. I'm her like, friend. I'm worried. Yeah. If you do hear from her, like, give me a call, please. Ew. That's fucked up. This bitch. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nasty. It's like cover behavior too, you know, being like, oh good, yeah. like I came across as a good friend. Ha ha ha. I'm covering this murder. I think I'm going to get away with it. Whoa. You'd never get away with it. You never do. Unless you fucking Reverend Kelly. Yeah, unless you're Reverend <laughs> like, Kelly from last week. And then you get away with it. Wait, is this fucking play about us? After this phone call, the police dug around a bit more, and then after hearing that, um, you know, a little bit more from other people in her class, they were no longer satisfied with Sarah just being a concerned friend. They were like, that doesn't add up. So they called her again and asked if she was friends with Adrian. And she said, to be honest, no, I don't like her. Uh, and then she told the officer that they had a rocky relationship, uh, giving him all of the tea on the two months of their friendship. Oh my god. Yeah. Isn't that kind it's of... It's also crazy that they only knew each other for two months and she killed and her. All of this happened, yeah, because they met in November. Like, that's crazy. That's I didn't realize it was only two months. Yeah. That's wild. I guess it's like three, kind of, because November, December, January. Three, but still. Yeah, but still. Three like, months. That's so, yeah. Holy fuck. Um... So the officer asked why Sarah would give her a ride, and then Sarah said, we got into an argument at school, and I was like, let's talk it out at lunch. She was hanging out with my friend who likes me, and she likes him, but I like him. So we got into an argument about that, because she wouldn't leave him alone. I'll be honest with you, I hit her. She hit me back, and props to her, she hit me pretty hard, too. <laughs> Damn, she yeah. said that bitch slap me so she's telling like as much of the truth as possible but still trying to cover for the murder right which is a smart tactic it is a smart tactic but that's like what's even more fucked up is like you're yeah. being smart about this and you're a kid who murdered someone so i can't even like pity you for being a kid because you're being like ah you know? and just the fact that they burned the body and then dismembered the body i didn't know that that's horrifying that to terrible? me like and now they're living with that and they're lying to the police which i mean like obviously you're gonna lie to the police about that but you're probably terrified but still yeah ah so yeah she told them that they were uh that they got in a fight in the car um but apparently the windows were fogged up because it was cold so there were no eyewitnesses there was like one person who had walked by and had heard something but wasn't like an eyewitness okay so apparently she said that she told adrian she wasn't worth her time and to just stay away from sarah and to stay away from Corey. so um the school they went to blackhawk required students to keep journals right okay so after this phone call the police still weren't satisfied 
and they got a hold of Sarah's journals, which had a lot of entries that depicted her wanting to harm people, like saying that she was really struggling against um, overcoming her violent urges. So her last entry said, so I think I might be getting expelled today for spreading the fucking jiff. This stupid bitch needs to back up off my Kool-Aid. She wants to give him a note. Yeah, I'm going to fuck with her. And detailed how she was going to trick Adrian into going to lunch with her. Damn. Yeah. Um, and in the Morbid podcast, they said that they called Adrian Jiff because she spread it. Like. That's funny. Yeah, but it's also. Funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's such a, That's like, a far stretch. Like, early 2000s. So yeah very much slut shaming different time than now like that's not okay but also that's kind of like, it's like creative that's like nearly camp you know nearly like, camp like, now it would be campy yeah like, no like okay ever... jeff weird weird weird, weird. Yeah. but yeah so a little bit of um background she needs to back up off my kool-aid like what so she literally like premeditated this murder yeah basically um so, three days after the murder, Corey told his parents that they needed a lawyer because Sarah had gotten a lawyer, and uh, they talked to the police, so it, it went normal. Like, the lawyer said that it was fine, and everything was fine. But then, when they got home from talking to the police, Corey broke down and told his dad that they needed to talk to the police. Um, and according to an interview with Corey's dad, like, his dad asked him after Corey started breaking down, did something happen in that car, Corey? And then he nodded. And then he said, did she get hurt in that car, Corey? And he nodded. Did she get hurt really bad, Corey? And then he nodded. Oh, God. Did she die, Corey? And he nodded. Oh. So. That has to be heartbreaking. Yeah. So then his dad called the police. And uh, he was asked if it was a difficult call to make. And he just said, oh, I don't know if it was difficult. It was the right thing that needed to be done. A family needed to know where their daughter was. Things needed to be straightened out. I mean, you can't hide something like this. It's the right thing to do. He needs to face up to what he did. Come on, being a good person. Yeah. I mean, it does take, like, I do understand that if your child committed some crime like that, there'd be, like, this part of you that always wonders if it was your fault or, like, if where you went mm-hmm. wrong. You know, just, like, the way that humans are. But it is, like, At least trying to correct that. Yeah. By, like, turning them in. Yeah. Which I don't know if everyone does that. Like. Yeah. I wonder how, what the percentage of parents who turn their kids in are, you know? That would be a really interesting statistic to gather. Like, it, I mean, you wouldn't be possible because then people would be admitting to crime. Oh, yeah, and then they'd be accidentally. But, like, if you, like, researched it, like, in people who were later discovered after their parents lied or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, that'd be It'd really be interesting. interesting. Yeah, we should search that sometime. So, because the natural instinct is to protect. But Yeah, especially to your own child. That's why you don't have children, bro. Like, yeah, just you. don't pop them out. Overpopulation. Crotch goblin. Discuss- yeah, and they take your money. <laughs> <laughs> so, Corey confessed, and he led them to the farm slash Blackhawks area where they were buried, and, uh, sorry, where they had burned and hid Adrian's body, and then they went on trial. So, Sarah and Corey were both charged for two counts of first-degree murder, and concealment of a homicide on February 1st, 2005. And they both pled not guilty. Um, Damn. Yeah, so Sarah was the first to go to trial, which began on October 31st, 2005, at the Rock Island County Courthouse. After two weeks of trial and 15 hours of deliberation, the trial jury was unable to reach a unanimous verdict on any of the three charges. 
one juror opted for acquittal while 11 were in favor of the conviction. So she would have been convicted, but there was one bitch who was like, no, no, she's fine. Acquit her. Acquit her. This is a pretty, like, she killed her. Yeah, I mean, cut and paste. Yeah. Like, it's Obviously, there's a a bit of pity that she's a child, you know, but it's still, like, she killed her in cold blood, stared her in the eyes. Strangled strangled her. her. And there are consequences for that. Yeah. Which, like, the prison system isn't ideal in America. No. It's still better than a lot of prison sentences or prisons across the world, though, comparably. And there does need to be, like, some sort of... She shouldn't get off. No. There needs to be some type of writing this. I also want to say that Rock Island High School is rocky. They are the rocks. Uh, I don't know what Molina is. Sorry, I just realized in my head. I was like, no, it's Rock Island. No, but that tracks. That does track Rock more. Island being rocks, rock yeah. is also sort of camp. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's. Um, so, um, at her retrial, at Sarah's retrial, in February 6, 2006, in Dixon, Illinois, Sarah was convicted on all counts. Um, a sent. At sentencing, a few months later, she received a total of 53 years in prison um, for murder and concealment, 48 for murder and five years for concealment, and she is serving her sentence at the Dwight Correctional Center. Do you, have you seen that? No. We should. No, that's weird. <laughs> Not going there. Can we please visit her? Just drive by. I don't know, Chief. No, that's weird. Yeah. Um, it's really weird. I don't know about that one. So, in the meantime... Corey Gregory pled guilty to all charges against him, and on July 10th, 2006, he was sentenced to 45 years in prison, and 40 for murder, and 5 for concealment. Sorry, 45 years total, so 40 for murder, and 5 for concealment. Okay. Yeah. So he got a little less. He did, because he also was the one who confessed. Yeah, he pled guilty. Yeah. So, uh, he is serving his sentence at the Menard Correctional Center, and Nathaniel Gaudet, the one who sought her and dismembered her, was charged for concealment for helping dismember Adrian. And he pled guilty and was given a juvenile sentence because he was 16 and the others were 17, I believe. For and how long? he was only sentenced to five years. Holy so fuck. So he was released from juvenile detention on November 11th, 2008, after serving almost four years. And on April 16th, 2012, he died in an automobile accident in Indiana. That's the end. Wait, is this fucking play about us? Whoa. Whoa. That was crazy. Isn't it kind of wild? That's a great story. Isn't it? It's kind of like, I. It, it's a little gross when people make life stories into movies, but it's almost cinematic. Yeah. You know, like these it is. Like high schoolers. It's very Doing this heinous extreme. crime. Yeah. yeah. But it's that's your hometown murder, bro. One of them. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> you, people need to stop dying in Iowa. Like there's... Both of these were Iowa stories. Right? This was Illinois. But it's on the border. Word. It's on the border. Quad cities. QC, baby. That was a great story. Free sentence to Morico. Adrian Reynolds went to a high school where she met some people that weren't great people, period. My mom knew the killer, exclamation point. At the end of the story, a whole bunch of horrible things happened, and they went to jail like they should, period. da 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 Da. Excellent. That was great. Thank you. Yeah. It was detailed to give enough. Yeah. It had like a personal part to it. An anecdote. Really yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Isn't it even crazier knowing that your mom knew her now that you know how that 
Yeah, how crazy she was. My mom, like, served her at a grocery store. You could really run into a murderer anywhere. Anywhere. Anywhere at all. Nico? I know a murderer. Do you really know a murderer? Oh. He's lying. Anyway, girl boss gatekeep <laughs> gaslight. Well, girl boss, because we just did two episodes. Yeah, Woo! yeet. Yeah, girl boss. And um, girl boss, because tomorrow's a Monday. And we're going to girl boss the fuck through this week until we get a day off next Monday, okay? Maybe. I don't know if I get it off. I don't think you do if you're scheduled for a meeting, Misty. It's the stand-up, though. Oh, is it like a regular meeting? Every morning. The stand-up? Yeah. The, you have a meeting every morning? Yeah. Sometimes, like, if I'm lucky, my boss will text me. <laughs> I wish that would happen, but <laughs> no, I have a stand-up every morning at 9.30. Damn, that makes sense. Just to make sure you're all awake and alive and working. Yeah, and, like, basically. Get in here. So maybe you don't have work. We're manifesting that for you. I hope yeah. I don't. No. I'm gonna say that I'm feeling gatekept if I have to work on Monday. <laughs> As you should. It's Thank only you. your second week and they're not giving you days off. <laughs> How ridiculous. How ridiculous, bro. I also don't think I get my rehearsal time off this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you nervous about that at all? Or are you feeling no, like I'm it? just telling... It's, it's not paid rehearsal. Here's me, yeah. girl. And I'm not coming. The performance isn't until April, right? No. Uh, later than that now. May, April? June... June. Oh, wild. Yeah. That's kind of nice. It's still a while out. Well, one of the dancers just broke her metatarsal. Are those the, like, toe bones that aren't the... She broke this bone in her foot. Fuck, bro. How? Yeah. Uh, in rehearsal. Really? Snapped it. Damn, dude. Like, right behind me. I said, what, bitch? What like, noise did, she, did like, that just cry? make? No, she kept on performing for, like, a minute. And then she was like, oh, my God, I have to sit down. And I was like, yeah, that sounded horrible while we were still dancing. And then we finished dancing, and then we were like, are you okay? And she was like, no. Dude, that's crazy. So is she going to be able to rehearse? Ten weeks, she's out. Oh, my God. So that, like, kind of delays the show even more. I guess she can watch, right? She is coming in to watch. That's even more annoying when you have to go into something to watch it, even though you can't do it. It's like, I hate being here. This is a waste of my time. I could be yeah. watching something I want to Zoom watch. me in. Yeah, zoom, zoom me in. That's all I have to say. That's sad. Yeah. But I can't wait to see it. Thanks. Someday. One day. Yeah, one day. Far, it's, far away galaxy. Yeah, it's really good. And I can't wait to see. Thank you. And it'll be wonderful. And maybe we'll smoke weed beforehand. You should smoke weed yeah, beforehand. Yeah, I'll bring Tommy. Oh, Tommy's That'd ever seen me That'd be very Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be very good. Anyway, you know where to find us. We're on at social media at Killer Kush Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook, and we're at Twitter. We're on Twitter at. Why do you keep getting this tweet? Killer Kush Pod. Killer Kush Pod. Fuck yeah, I got it right. This guys, we're on Twitter at Killer Kush Pod. Yeah, you can find real. us on our link tree. You can do some submissions for Sound of the Week, or you can do a little story. Submit a little story. Please mm-hmm. tell us your stories. We need more stories to be able to do the rotation. We're running short. Please, yeah, please. We can start making shit up, but it's not going to be as fun. Yeah, we'll it won't be as fun. Reddit or something. Like, we'll make it work, but come on, guys. Please, we'd love to tell we your stories. stories. Anyway, you can also submit, or you can also subscribe to our Patreon and get some free merch from us if you're on the $10 tier. It comes every three months, every six months. I think it's every three months I you think, get free yeah. merch. Patreon. 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 Anyway, we love you. We have some cool merch, guys. We do have cool merch. Please, please check out our merch. It's very fun. It's very cool. We've got some merch. I got a shirt. Yeah. Katie got a mug. I've got a mug. I got a sticker. You also have a a poster. Katie got, or, uh, Phil and E. Scott is the poster. That's cute. 
That's it's very, very cute. cute. We have a little poster for our studio. Oh, it's we, very adorable. We love our friends. Anyway, Keep friends for supporting us. Thank you, everyone. We love you. We love you very much, and good night. Good night. Wait, is this fucking play about us? <laughs> <coughs> Yeah. <laughs>